0: Welcome listeners to our patron preview of Mission Impossible. Simple game. Is serious? Always. It's much worse than you think.
1: We're being ambushed. Abort, that's an order. They knew, they knew we were coming.
0: I don't care how he did it. I want to know why he
1: did it. You're worried about me. Why you survived? I'm sure we can find something I have that you need. No one sent me. These guys are trained to be ghosts.
0: Let's not waste time chasing after him. Just make him come to us. Find something that's personally important to him and you squeeze.
1: You're very upset. You've never seen me very upset. This tape will self destruct in five seconds.
0: So, Mission Impossible released in 1996, starring Tom Cruise. Get used to hearing that name. John Voigt. Emmanuel Beat. Jean Renault. Jean Renault.
1: John. I think he it's goes. It's not John.
0: Don't I, say John. Have we, have we had this discussion before? I'm sure we have. I think I've made the, that lame joke before. Many times, probably. <laughs> Ving Rhames, a boy, Marcellus. Yes. Kristen Scott Thomas and Vanessa Redgrave, as well as Emilio Estevez, who has an uncredited role in this movie.
1: Uh, I'd forgotten he was in it.
0: I always remembered he was in this because that scene when he goes up into the elevator at the top haunted me. For-
1: haunted you? This
0: came out in 96 and I saw it probably 97. I was 10 when I saw this. And seeing that, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So I always remember- I'd it. forgotten. And also because, you know, I was a big Mighty Ducks fan back in the day. So seeing him in this, I always oh, remembered he was in
1: it. Would you ever re-watch the Mighty Ducks? I did already this year. Oh, wow. Watched it with Isabel. Are they terrible? No,
0: oh, the first one's great. Oh, <laughs>
1: I mean, no, the Mighty Ducks is something I watched only as a kid, and I feel like I will never, ever watch that again.
0: Watch it as a childish fun film. Even the Little Giants. I wouldn't mind watching the Little Giants again.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: It's an American football film. Oh with my god! Rick Moranis and uh, Ed O'Neill.
1: I saw a Rick Moranis film this week. I'm excited to talk to you about it later. All right, can't wait. Anticipation is killing. Me. Little teaser there for you. And I actually watched a film. <laughs>
0: Get excited. I also found out during this trivia that Tom Cruise had a small, uncredited cameo role in Young Guns.
1: Oh, I haven't seen Young Guns, so...
0: Oh, watch that. That's an old, classic 80s good film. Emilio okay. Restavez, Charlie Sheen, K- Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Tom Cruise. Matt Dillon? No.
1: What am I thinking of?
0: Dermot Mulroney.
1: Ugh, no. There's something with Matt Dillon where they're all... They're all that whole crew. Oh, you're talking
0: about the Outsiders? Yes,
1: the Outsiders, yeah. yes. That whole crew's
0: together in that. Classic 80s team, I guess. But this is directed by Brian De Palma, made such classics as Scarface.
1: <laughs> Scarface. Yeah, Brian De Palma's a funny one. I was looking him up on IMDb, and I know we don't do what else... Uh, what are they known for for directors and such, but... We should. My, All right, well, I'm going to spoil this one because <laughs> this is a man who has directed... The original Carrie, Snake Eyes, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, Scarface. None of those films are on his known for. Get this. Dress to Kill. What? Body Double. What? Phantom of the Paradise. Yikes. And Femme Fatale, which I have heard of but haven't seen. Mm. Okay. That is outrageously bad. That is a poor representation of Brian De Palma. IMDb, come on. Lift Yo Game. But this is based off the television series by Bruce Geller. Have you ever seen it? No. Have you? No. I did not know it was even a television series. Oh, didn't you? For a long time.
0: I do know that it the main character in that was Jim Phelps.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and- cool. So it's sort of like a continuation rather than a remake.
0: No, because everyone involved in the TV show basically expunged this movie. They they did not like what they well, did. Well
1: I, I heard that the guy who had directed the most amount of episodes actually was invited on set by I think the studio mm-hmm. and Brian De Palma said to him on like very early on, like, listen mate. I know that you've been invited here, but I don't want you hear Nothing against you. I just think it would be real awkward. And the guy was like, yeah, thanks. I appreciate your honesty and left. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, really? What, what do they need this guy on set for? Uh, yeah, exactly. They're, Terrible. They're
0: not going the same route as the show. No. There was no need for it. But yes, the story was done by David Kep and Stephen Zalian. And the screenplay also by David Kep and Robert Town with music by Danny Elfman. Nice. Yeah. And the cinematography by Stephen H. Burham.
1: Do you know that cinematographer? It rings a bell. Like, I've-,
0: I've I feel like I've heard that name before, but I can't pinpoint what he's done. So initially, there was a sophisticated opening sequence that introduced a love triangle between Phelps, his wife, and Ethan Hunt that was removed because it took the test audience out of the genre, according to De Palma. I think that would have been weird to have that romantic love triangle going on throughout this film.
1: I mean, it's in most of the other Mission Impossibles. Maybe not a triangle, but a romantic element to it. There's really no romance in this film. No, which is good. Yeah. No, it's not. Nice. It's a straight-up spy. This is such a huge spy movie. Right. It's like really complicated as well, which I love. Yeah. And I've always loved this film. This is a film you need to pay attention to.
0: I even picked up on new things up. as I watched oh, I, it. Yeah.
1: I did too. Like definitely, I understood this film so much more this time. Doing notes
0: in in particular, the scene when they're in the restaurant before he blows up the fish tank. I re- like. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, know, I know exactly the yeah. reaction. Yeah. yeah.
1: This was actually the last movie from a major studio to be released on like home video video cassette.
0: Yeah. So you can basically timestamp this film. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Late nineties. Here we come. That's right. Hello, DVDs.
0: So this film went into pre-production without a script that the filmmakers wanted to use. What? Yeah, Brian De Palma designed the action sequences.
1: A a movie like this without a script. No, it had a script,
0: but they didn't want to use it. It was ready to go, but like, no, no, we don't want to use this. They they ended up designing the action sequences. But neither David Kep or Robert Town was satisfied with the story that would make these sequences take place. So Town ended up helping organize a beginning, middle, and end to hang the story details on, while De Palma and Kep worked on the plot. I mean, Robert, T- Robert Town was terrible. He was rewriting scenes literally between takes during filming. We've mentioned this in a couple of movies we've done that they were rewriting and like doing scene changes and rewrites as the movie was going on. And the fact that they came up with this film shows the quality of writing, I guess.
1: Yeah, good team uh, behind it.
0: Alan Silvestri was originally hired to score the film, and he had written about 23 minutes of music before he was taken off of it. He actually used that material he'd written already for Eraser.
1: Is that the one with the weird gun?
0: Yeah, and the crocodiles.
1: I'm, Your not, leather. Sure. I'm not sure I've ever seen it. I think really? i started and I never got through it. It's
0: all about the guns.
1: It's a see-through gun, isn't it? Yeah, you see can, through walls. Through
0: wall, yeah, James Carden in it too. Okay. One of the weaker Schwarzenegger films out there.
1: One of the weaker. I remember how huge this film was in 1996, even as an... Eight-year-old, I remember how massive this film was. The trailers, like everyone would go on about the amazing trailer this film had, showing parts of the stunt with Ethan falling down.
0: Yeah, even still, like that is one of the one of the big iconic shots in, in the, history.
1: The history. I mean, I mean, how one of the biggest? What are we talking? Top fifty? Top hundred? Top one hundred? Top one hundred? Maybe. That's, cool. that's quite a statement you're throwing out there. I don't think. Top 100. I think that's fine. Hmm. So this film has a
0: runtime of 110 minutes,
1: which is nice.
0: Tight. Yes. Love a under two-hour film.
1: And like a film like this could easily be two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad at how... Oh, the pacing in this film is so good; it's perfect. Like it, 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 never skips a
0: beat. It never overstays its welcome. It's, it's a nice tight script. Mm. So Brian De Palma originally offered the role of Claire to Juliette Binoche. Okay, that's someone I probably would have known because I don't know who this Emmanuel Beard person is.
1: She's fine. She actually looked a little familiar.
0: Yeah, but I went and looked at her IMDb, and she's nothing yeah. else. Let's keep going on the casting choices here. Let's see who was considered for the part of Jim Phelps. We had Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, Robert Redford. What do you think
1: of those three? Robert Redford would have been good. He would have been alright. Al Pacino, I don't think so. Robert
0: Redford kind of played that part a little bit in Winter Civil Soldier.
1: Oh, yes. Civil War was it? Civil War, um, the Civil War between the Winter Soldier <laughs> yeah, and Captain America <laughs> is, of course, what yeah, I meant he's... to say. Good, good turnaround there. Yes, um, I don't think Al Pacino would have been good. No, like who was the other one? You said Michael Douglas. He tends to phone it in. Although nineties, maybe you get a good performance. I like John Voight in this. John
0: Voight's good. They cast John Voight as Jim Phelps because they thought audiences would never suspect him as a villain.
1: So I take it from the original TV show, he is the Ethan Hunt. He's the the hero that we see every week. Jim Phelps. Yeah, he's the yeah. main guy.
0: Ethan Hunt doesn't exist in the other mission in the TV show. No okay. other characters are in that show.
1: It's just Jim Phelps. No,
0: another no, no characters in this movie, you dickhead, <laughs> are in the show. Okay. So the fact that he was this evil villain guy who gets killed at the end everyone who liked that show like nah this is a joke you're you're tarnishing the mission impossible franchise name like sometimes change is good so paramount pictures owned the rights to the television series but had tried for years to make a film version but had failed to come up with a viable treatment and in comes tom cruise who had been a massive fan of the show since he was young and thought it would be a good idea for a film so he chose mission impossible to be the first project of his new production company and convinced paramount to put up an 80 million dollar budget
1: Man, that's huge. It is huge.
0: Apparently they wanted to keep it at a 40 to 50 million dollar range, but Tom Cruise really wanted a big, showy action piece that convinced them to Well, to I noticed I 30.
1: noticed in the opening credits it does hit you with a Cruise and is it Wagner production? I think so, yeah. Like he's he is from day one. It's not like he was a star in this and he took it from there. From the get-go he was producing this. He's
0: one of the big selling points. Of course, But like we said, $80 million budget grossed $181 million in America for third for the year. And overall worldwide, it grossed $458 million, also for third worldwide. I think it was beaten in both categories by Twister and Independence Day.
1: Twister, really? Yeah,
0: Twister was big. I don't remember that. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember much of it. I know, for some reason, I remember Philip Seymour Hoffman being in it. It's one of the weird weather guys.
1: No, I mean, like, I don't remember Twister at the time. Like, Independence Day was... Beyond huge. Yes, of course. And I remember Mission Impossible being huge. I don't remember Twister being a big deal. That's a good point. I'm the same. Beating Mission Impossible.
0: Yeah. Jesus. This was the first film to have a release of over 3,000 theatres in the US. So you can see where it got it money, its money from. Many, the theaters. many, many theatres. The theatres. The theatres. The lots of yep. theatres.
1: It's a good call from you, Hendo. Thank you.
0: And this has an average of 7.1 over 360,000 ratings. I so no. know. It's, it's low. Is, it is low. It's low. But we'll find out. What rating we decide to give it, Dean, won't we? Yes, we will. Let's get into it, mate. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this Patreon preview. Yeah,
1: if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com slash Journey. And we've got
0: plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show.
1: Exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review.
0: Yeah, so Dean set us spot on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out.
1: Thanks, y'all.